G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. There are two equal and opposite mistakes that we can make when we're suffering. We can over-spiritualise our situation or under-spiritualise it. Mostly it's the latter. Mostly we just look at the conditions and the circumstances as they present themselves. But actually, all too often, the devil is behind it all. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. And welcome again to the program as we take a look at suffering from a different perspective. When your life hits a patch of suffering, as every life on this planet does from time to time, how do you react? How how do you respond? Mostly we go to God and we ask him why and when is it going to end, right? We desperately want to know why this is happening to us and we desperately want it to end. Those are the two compelling forces that drive us forward in suffering. It was certainly like that for Job, a good man, a righteous man, whom we meet in the Old Testament, until the devil comes after him with a pickaxe. Let's have another listen. One day, the heavenly beings came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a fence around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand now and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face the Lord said to Satan very well all that he has is in your power only do not stretch out your hand against him so Satan went out from the presence of the Lord Job chapter 1 verses 6 to 12 now this is a fascinating passage of scripture because it goes to the issue of over spiritualization and under spiritualization that I mentioned a bit earlier See, all too often, something bad happens to us and we look at the physical circumstances, the people, the issues, the troubles we're dealing with, and we completely forget about the spiritual realm. The Apostle Paul, many years later, put it this way. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 11. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power, but put on the whole armour of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Make no mistake about it. There is a spiritual battle going on in the heavenly places for your soul. If we miss that, we end up completely missing what's going on when it comes to suffering that we're going through. But there's something incredibly odd that happens here in that passage about Job where the devil goes to God. Did you pick it? Here it is again. The devil says, But stretch out your hand now and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. 
So the Lord said to Satan, very well, all that he has is in your power, only do not stretch out your hand against him. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Did you notice that the devil has to go to God to ask him permission to ruin Job's life? Because according to the devil, God has put a fence around him and his house and all that he has on every side. That Hebrew word for fence literally means a deep, thick hedge of protection, like the ones that shepherds used to grow out in the pastures. At night, they would put their sheep in it and they would sleep across the entrance to protect their flock from wild animals and thieves. A thick, dense, impenetrable hedge. A hedge so thick that Satan can't break through it. And with God standing at the entrance, the devil can only enter with God's permission. Listen up. If you love Jesus, then you belong to God. And as with Job, he has put a hedge of protection around you. When the devil attacks you, he can only do it with God's permission. Have you ever felt spiritually attacked? Sure you have. So have I. What do you imagine God's doing when the devil comes after you with a pickaxe? Has God fallen asleep? Has he, has he wandered off somewhere? Has the devil overwhelmed him? No, none of those things. God has given the devil permission to attack you. Now, that may sound crazy to some. What? Why would God do that? That's something that Job asks God over and over again. He runs the line with God. Hang on, Lord. Aren't I a good guy? Haven't I obeyed you in every part of my life? So why are you punishing me like this? Why are you doing this? And God's answer to Job is, in effect, Job, it's none of your business. Years later, James put it this way in his New Testament letter. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but pure joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. God always has a purpose for allowing the devil to attack us and to bring suffering. Always. It's not something that he does lightly. And the devil, far from having overwhelmed God, is simply a tool in God's hands to knock off the rough edges and smooth the surfaces like a piece of sandpaper. And when God's done with him, he'll throw him into the lake of fire. That's an important thing for you and me to know when we're suffering, especially when we have that sense that we're being spiritually attacked. God is in control. My Redeemer lives. That's something that Job knew deep inside in his being, Because when he lost everything, this is what he did. Job chapter 1, verses 20 to 22. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell on the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrongdoing. So let me ask you again. How would you react? How do you react? Because how we react says everything about what we believe and who we are and our relationship with God. It feels somewhat unnatural to worship God in the midst of suffering. In fact, not somewhat unnatural, completely unnatural. Because when we're suffering, our hearts and our minds start to turn away from God. We question him, we put him on trial, we demand answers like a prosecuting attorney. And when he doesn't give us any, we give up on him and focus on our suffering. Fear creeps in, uncertainty and worry creep in, and at that point, listen to me, at that point, the devil is winning. 
God opened the gate for the devil to enter, to see what we would do, how we would react. God's plan is to test our faith. God's plan is to allow the ravages of the devil to give us the opportunity to exercise our faith. What he's looking for in you and me through gritted teeth is to utter those words that Job uttered, my Redeemer lives. What God's looking for is for us to worship him, to completely trust our lives into his hands, despite what circumstances are screaming at us. Just like Job, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We don't really know that our Redeemer lives until we've come to know that in the place of suffering. That's when the unjust suffering of Jesus starts to make sense in our own experience. That's when the empty tomb has its most powerful effect in our lives. That's when our faith, all of a sudden, becomes real. And when we come out of the other end of it all, having exercised the muscle of faith, all of a sudden we discover that our faith is much, much stronger for having been through it. So, when suffering comes your way, how will you respond? Before we part ways today, I was just wondering if I could ask for your input, a bit of help, if you will, to guide me along the way. As you might imagine, we receive a lot of feedback to a different perspective from right around the world. And one of the most common things people say is, I wish you could teach more about subject X or whatever. So that got me to thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could be a bit more deliberate about that? Wouldn't it be great if I could get your input on the teaching topics that would really speak into your life? So could I ask you, when you have a moment, to head across to teachingtopics.org to have your say. It'll only take you a couple of minutes. And who knows how many other people right across the globe might be blessed by your God-inspired ideas. That web address again is teachingtopics.org. Just a few minutes of your time could have a powerful impact that ripples out into countless places that we can't even begin to imagine. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.